Welcome to HealthyVision.us. This is your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat. After broadcasting Healthy Vision Talk Radio for 22 years, we are now changing the format to the new HealthyVision.us. All income from HealthyVision.us supports the Restore Vision Foundation, a 501c3 that brings sight to the blind. Your $100 donation will restore the vision of a blind person. You can make a difference. Please donate by going to idonation.us. Also, you can sign up at healthyvision.us to keep up to date on all of our exciting programs. And now, let us proceed with today's show. Uh, Welcome, everyone. Uh, This is your host, uh, Dr. Edward Kondrat. And it's my great pleasure to have my good friend, uh, Victor Marcel Vega, uh, who's uh, an amazing alternative doctor who really has embraced and has a great understanding of essential oils. And he's really convinced me that essential oils can have a major, major role, not only in keeping our bodies healthy, but uh, also treating this uh, virus. So I'm going to be switching the screen over to you, Victor. Welcome to Healthy Vision. Thank you, Ed. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, I will be sharing with you certain things about essential oils, how to use them, how to uh, uh, understand why they work, some of the uh, scientific data, studies, and not only as an antiviral, but also as an antimicrobial to prevent and sometimes to even treat uh, antimicrobial and viral situations. And I will go right ahead with a presentation. So it's, it's really impossible to present all the information that's relevant, but I, I made it in a way that could uh, give you as much information as possible and really hands-on uh, ways of using essential oils for your benefit and your families. So I will start with this uh, presentation. Can you see? Uh, uh, let me, uh, I can see the screen, but let me just make a comment. A lot of you out there may have some uh, questions. And uh, go to the chat section and please uh, type in your question. And at the end of uh, Victor's presentation, uh, we'll try to answer uh, all, of the, all of your questions. I will also make a small parenthesis sometime during my presentation about how are we using intravenous and oral vitamin C as an antiviral and the data on that. That's very important. It's a lifesaver. And yeah, I'm glad, work- uh, I'm glad that you brought that up because uh, if you have any other information, it can be a benefit for the listeners. Please, uh, please throw that in. Yes, we have been collaborating with Dr. Cheng in Shanghai who is collaborating with Dr. Peng in the University of of Wuhan in China. And and they have an intravenous vitamin C study and they're healing patients with that. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that because that's very fresh and those studies are just starting. So, as you know, essential oils have been around for, for thousands of years. This is the contact information to order some of the oils that I have been personally researching for the last 25 years because the quality of the oils is very, very important. A lot of the oils that you can get in pharmacies and and most of what you get in the internet 
have some synthetics in them. And unfortunately, synthetics uh, make the oils uh, rancid over time. The oils that I promote do not have an expiration date. And you might say to me, well, how come that's possible? How can something not have an expiration date? Well, the uh, nature has a, an amazing preservative, which is the essential oils inside of the plants, flowers, and components of plant-based materials. And these oils were the ones that were used to uh, preserve the mummies that have been around with a rotting for thousands of years. After drying the courses of these uh, liters, uh, that will take about a month and a half with salt. They would preserve them with different essential oils, cedarwood, myrrh, uh, frankincense, and so forth. And these oils are still present in that tissue, and they're still preserving the tissue. Just to give you an idea of how important it is to have the right oils. I have oils that I get for 20 years, 15 years, 25 years, and they're better than they were when I uh, got them in the first time. The uh, exception, exception to this rule is uh, citrus-based oils, like orange essential oil, lime, uh, mandarin, because they have a lot of water, and they, this makes them difficult to preserve. But if I mix an essential oil of orange with frankincense, myrrh, they will preserve uh, uh, without a, an expiration date. But by their own, that, that's the only exception to the rule to this uh, preservation comment. So this is uh, these are the oils that I recommend. There are other oils I will be recommending from other companies, and I'll, I'll mention that uh, in the uh, subsequent we're going to talk about the treatment and prevention of disease uh, specifically microbial problems the materia medica is the first medical textbook that i'm aware of this was a precursor to the pharmacopeia that we have in modern medicine and this textbook was written in 65 AD by Dioscorides. And they took about 600 medicinal plants, 90 minerals, 30 substances of animal origin. But look at this. More than 200 essential oils were mentioned in the Materia Medica that promote health and wellness. So this is very a very important component of medicine that has been around for a long time. And the way that essential oils work has a lot to do with their chemistry. Some of the chemical properties are due to the components, which are the components that are phenols, monoterpenes, sesquaterpenes, aromatic rings, and I'll explain a little bit about that because that's where the name comes from, aromatherapy, alcohols, aldehydes, and ketones. All these are mainly lipid soluble. What that means is that they dissolve easier in fatty tissues and oily tissues than in water. And that makes their properties unique, this ability to dissolve and enter the tissue rapidly, where other substances that are water-soluble take longer to enter the body. And these chemical components that are in the essential oils are made by the plants to protect them against stresses. Temperature variations like droughts, 
like uh, uh, an extreme rainy season. It also protects the plants against free radicals. And more importantly, what interests us today is they fight infections. They're antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal, and antiparasitic. So it's a unique part of the immune system of plants. The aromatic benzene ring is a chemical component of these uh, plants, one of the chemical components that is represented by six carbons in a hexagonal way. And gasoline also has benzene rings, but gasoline is poisonous. But also gasoline penetrates the body on contact with the skin within minutes it can penetrate centimeters below the surface of the skin. The same thing with the essential oils. You put an essential oil on your skin, and it will penetrate several centimeters within a matter of minutes. So that's why this is important, for example, because we hear that in order to clear, if you cannot wash your hands at the moment, use gels, use hand sanitizers. Unfortunately, these things are water-soluble, and they can do so much. They will clean your hand momentarily, but that's it. Once, it. once it evaporates, it's not working anymore. On the other hand, essential oils will not only kill bacteria, viruses, and fungus on your hand, but will penetrate your skin and will keep that protection for many hours because they stay in that area. So you have a protection that lasts longer from this property of essential oils, the aromatic benzene ring. And that's where the term aromatherapy comes from. That aromatic ring and the other com chemical components that I mentioned is what makes the essential oils diffuse into the air. That's why they smell so good. They diffuse rapidly into the air. So this is called volatility. So the properties of essential oils include they're naturally occurring, they're volatile, meaning that they rise quickly into the air. They're compact so they can go rapidly and uh, diffuse into the area. They're also absorbed into the body readily because of this property of dissolving into fatty tissues. Oils like coconut oil, almond, oil, sesame seed oil, are non-volatile. So they stay oily on the skin. They don't get absorbed or very little absor absorption because they don't have this property. They are long and lubricating. Essential oils are short and volatile. So the chemical structure of being short and volatile makes them enter the skin versus the long carbon row of uh, Oils that do not get absorbed, like coconut and almond, that are lubricating and, and not absorbed through the skin. That's why they diffuse the essential oils inter and intracellularly. That means in between the cells and inside of the cells, once they are inside the body. So you put an oil in your hand, and I recommend putting oils in your hands as sanitizers because they will protect you. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in terms of putting the oils in your nose, mouth, and also ear, because they're very common areas of entry of pathogens into the body. They are extremely lipid-soluble and a weak water solubility. They, they are so volatile that they can go upwind to a certain extent.
depending on the, on the speed. There's a limit to that, but they can go against the wind. That's how fast they go from molecule to molecule. And that also goes with the definition of volatility, how fast they jump from one molecule to the other. They are, as I mentioned already, antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral, and antihelminthic, which is antiparasitic. And <clears throat> these properties of essential oils also make them dissolve plastic very readily and petrochemicals, because as I mentioned, petrochemicals are also uh, uh, lipid or fatty soluble, like gasoline. So they have an ability to dissolve plastics and petrochemicals, which is good because they will also help remove these substances from our bodies. And this transport property and ability of the essential oils is very important as well to fight infections because many uh, scientific publications like Klinghart and Ogura have shown these authors that infections need uh, toxins and pollutants in a, in a, for, for them to be able to reproduce into the body. In other words, if you have mercury, aluminum, lead, plastics, pesticides, the infections have a field day and they can grow readily. When you remove these from the bodies, it's very hard for infections to, get, to take a hold in the human body or another animal or plant. So that's why essential oils also work, not only by killing these uh, pathogens, but also by removing the substances they require to grow and perpetuate in the body. They also have properties as analgesics, in other words, taking pain away, such as clary sage, sage, peppermint, and other oils. Most oils have some type of analgesic properties. And sometimes people ask me, well, what, what are the uh, antiviral oils? There are some that are more antivirals than others, but in general, all the essential oils have antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal properties. All the essential oils have analgesic properties. There are some that are uh, more e efficacious than others, but if you just have one oil to do a lot of these things, you can go ahead and use it with confidence that at least it has some activity that will promote that uh, desired effect that you want. The modes of extraction of essential oils include steam distillation, where they boil the flowers, for example, that contain the essential oils with water, and they do a, a separate distillation with different fractions. They separate the water from the oils, and that's what they, uh, they remove the oils. In order to remove oils, you need a lot of flowers, for example, rose oil, you might need 14,000 petals uh, to produce one ounce of essential oil of rose, which can cost up to four to five hundred dollars per ounce. But essential oil of rose is extremely effective for these uh, properties that we're talking about, antibacterial, antiviral. It's also extremely expensive. So sometimes I use these oils that are maybe more effective. Uh, as a, in a smaller amount in a blend that I make. And there are others that are more versatile and, and cheaper, like lavender, that are very good for, for the things that we're going to be talking about today. There's also absolute ethanol extraction, 
where ethanol is used and mixed, uh, that's alcohol, mixed with the plants. Then you extract, the, you make a mixture, a blending of those flowers with ethanol. The ethanol takes out the essential oil. And then the ethanol and oil mixture, you dry the ethanol, so then you end up with the essential oil. This is just some ways of extracting. Some of the suppliers that I recommend are Sevesens from France. That's an excellent brand. And Young Living Oils from the United States, also I recommend. So those are some that, are, that, uh, that I have been using for many years and, and also recommend. The modes of application, so then we can later understand how to use this as antiviral, is uh, inhalation, aerial diffusion. That means that you can put it in a uh, diffuser and a glass diffuser and let it diffuse in your home or in a bottle where you, a spray bottle where you mix it with water and you can spray your area. Inhalation, you can put it in your hands and inhale and take a deep breath direct application on the skin and ingestion by swallowing or gargling it. We'll, we'll talk about all these things later. The mechanism of action of essential oils is, is direct as a pharmacological effect, directly killing virus, direct, directly killing bacteria, but also they have an effect through the limbic system of the nervous system of the human body. By direct inhalation through the olfactory system and the nerves, the inhalation will promote a very pleasant sensation of good smell, and this will increase the secretion of dopamine and serotonin. Remember that the limbic system has to do with memory and emotions. So think about this. If you have a very pleasant smell, you're more likely to have a pleasant memory and a pleasant emotion. If you have a very disgusting smell, it's just the opposite. A very disgusting emotional sensation towards that smell and a negative memory of that situation. That's how important this is because as you and I know, the limbic system is the one that can make you feel stress or make you feel calm and that can be the difference between life and death. So it's not just a direct effect that we're talking about, but something that can promote relaxation and peace in your body will lead to a better health and a better, a better result in terms of your healing. As you know, smell alerts us of the outside world. The olfactory nerve has hairs, hair fibers that vibrate signals into the limbic system. And I, like I said, when it's pleasant, increases the secretion of dopamine and serotonin, which are pleasant hormones. This is where we have emotions, memories, subconscious thoughts. And then the thalamus and cortex, which are the higher order of neurological function. The limbic system is more like the primitive area of the brain, even though there's nothing primitive about it because memories and emotions are, we're finding out are, are even of a higher order and importance than the thinking cortex. But the thalamus and the cortex then determine if the smell is pleasant or unpleasant. The antiviral activity of essential oils has been shown. This is just one of the many papers that have been uh, published on this by Tariq and his group in 2019 against RNA viruses. The coronavirus is an RNA virus, meaning 
ribonucleic acid versus DNA, which is deoxyribonucleic acid. The uh, ribonucleic is a sugar. Deoxyribonucleic is another type of sugar. And nucleic acid is part of what the DNA is about, is the, is the uh, genetic material. So it is very effective against RNA, both RNA and DNA viruses. Herpes 1 and 2 has been shown to be active against dengue, influenza, polio, juning virus, and Coxsackie virus. Just a few of the ones that, that, are, that have been effective against. Some very commonly used antiviral oils, which I use, are lavender. Lavender is very versatile. That's why I put it on top of the list. It's very cost-effective. Also, it can relax you. You can also heal wounds by putting it directly on the skin. You can gargle with it. You can put it inside your nose. It won't burn you like peppermint. Peppermint is also effective, but it will burn your nose. So it's also very good in terms of prevention of uh, settling of a viral or bacterial particle in your nose by putting it in the nose. Basil is also very good antiviral, oregano and rose. These are very expensive as well, but oregano, I, I put a drop or two in a one-eighth of an ounce blend of infection blend, which I will be talking about later, that contains myrrh, tea tree, lavender. And rose, also very effective antiviral, marjoram, kajaput. And kajaput is also a good antitussive, which means that it can control a cough, which is also needed in, in times of infections. Cypress also can stop coughs. Tea tree, eucalyptus, and pine, also very effective antivirals. And lastly, myrrh. This is by no means an all-inclusive list. Like I said, many other oils are also effective. As you know, viruses by themselves cannot get you sick. They are just particles of genetic material. They have an envelope or a coat to protect them. They have no organelles or organs to make them produce more of themselves. They need a living cell to reproduce and they express themselves when the organism is weak. In other words, viruses comes, they come from us. They come from our genetic material. They perfectly fit into us as a lock and a key. They don't come out of nowhere. They come out of us when we get stressed by, or weak by pollution, stress, electromagnetic pollution. And these things have been shown sorry, by several studies, that when the human body gets extremely weak or has a, an injury or stress, that's where viruses come out as a way to try to balance the problem. For example, one, one interesting example is that we know that 5G is an increase in the amount of electromagnetics that we have been exposed to. 5G makes it possible for us not to need a credit card, not to need a phone. We can walk in a store, a camera can recognize our face with facial recognition, they know who we are, they know they access our bank account, we can say what we want, we tell the, the person we want to buy this, they check it, they buy it, and, and just by recognizing your face, the only city in the world that is completely 5G covered is Wuhan in China right now. And China is way ahead in terms of the 5G, but unfortunately, 
it sounds good, but it, 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 it's, a, it's a terribly unhealthy uh, situation because I know we all want a cell phone and we all want Wi-Fi and we all want to, to have rapid access to information and paying our bills and so forth, but these things are harming the human body. And unfortunately, we're, we might be seeing the consequences now more than ever. So <clears throat> it's something to think about as to how to prevent these viruses and other things from happening in the future. These things are happening from pollution. The, the consequence of pollution is these are the things that are harming us. For example, coronavirus has been around for decades. And many of these diseases have been around for a long time, but our bodies are weaker now than ever. One of the few countries that recognizes this effect is China. China in the last five years has admitted that one to two million people in China die every year related to the air pollution in China. And this is uh, official government figures. Now, this only includes respiratory diseases. It doesn't include cancer, arthritis, high blood pressure, diabetes, and other chronic diseases that are related to pollution. So we need to rethink everything because uh, pollution is making our lives harder and, and we, there's something, that's something that can be prevented. This doesn't look very nice, but this is uh, MRSA, methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, or flesh-eating bacteria. There's no known cure for this except surgical resection. In other words, removing the tissue with surgery. But there's, a, there's many randomized studies that have shown that essential oils, especially tea trees, the one that has been studied the most, and this study uh, uh, was uh, in 2004 by Dridden, randomized controlled trial, that showed that tea tree was more effective on eradicating MRSA than uh, the, the usual things that were available, including, including silver on the skin. Also, they show that uh, the in vitro activity of essential oils, in particular tea tree and tea tree oil, against candida. So it's effective against MRSA and candida. This is a very bold statement because being able to heal MRSA is quite a big statement. And that, that's what... Uh, makes this essential oil so special and this can give you an understanding of how important and effective these things really are and the medical literature literature has shown this there's a lot of literature on essential oils also not only do they take care of MRSA on the skin they they can take care of MRSA on the bone so um, a chronic MRSA infection of the bone that was not responding to any treatment which is usually intravenous antibiotics or or surgery and surgery, the uh, essential oils were able to cure MRSA in the bone. So that's another property of the oils, like I told you before, that they can penetrate on the skin and enter other tissues such as bone. And in this case, being able to cure MRSA, which is a very, very, uh, one of the worst infections in, in the planet. As I told you, relaxation is also very important. So essential oils are very good also to reduce symptoms of stress, depression, anxiety. There, there are 32 studies that Hansen reported in. There were randomized control trials. So uh, I have a, 
develop these essential oils, you can come back to this. And I, I give these four in order, the way you see them here, emotion blend, stress blend, meditation blend, and fem balance. The first one in, includes oils of marjoram and valerian root. The second one, orange, ylang, and patchouli. The third one, juniper berry, vetiver, and lavender. And the fourth one, geranium, rose, ylang, and lavender. And when we give this to the patients to smell, patients with stress, depression, or anxiety, we have a very fast relief of those symptoms. And the, 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 anybody can say, well, this will work, a pill can work, and uh, a medicine can work. Yeah, but they don't work this fast because this goes into the olfactory nerve and rapidly stimulates the limbic system, like I said. So in a matter of minutes, we may see a panic attack being reduced to a person that is totally calm. And that's a pretty bold statement as well. So the ports of entry of these viruses into the body, so the throat, nose, ears. So that's why I said use lavender because apl application of lavender, for example, the port of entry of corona very commonly is the throat. So a lot of the patients report sore throat as the beginning of the symptoms. As soon as you start feeling a sore throat, I recommend you take three drops of lavender with some water and gargle two to three times a day. You will notice within a day or two that in most people, the, the, the sore throat will get considerably better or go away completely, and it can prevent the infection from progressing. In addition, you can do a gargle as a preventive daily with lavender or other of the oils that I mentioned. Also, putting a, a drop of oil in your pinky. Let me see if I get out of here. And uh, can you see me, Ed? Yep, I see you, but it, the video may not be recorded. Your webcam may not be recorded, but I'll try to record it. Okay. But are the, is the public seeing what I'm doing right now? Uh, they should. Maybe okay. um, if anybody so there could type uh, in the question area, can you see uh, Victor? Can you see his webcam? I think you can change your presentation. Uh, to the okay. webcam. You can put the webcam as the main presentation. So go into um, your dashboard. Okay. And I think uh, that you can change so your webcam will be. Uh, my webcam is sharing. It says webcam is sharing. Um, there may be something where you can always in front let me see how's that no it's the same but there may be instead of showing your powerpoint you can just show the webcam alone oh i see okay so i put the powerpoint away i have the webcam right now and i put it in the whole image right now okay still not coming through i just uh all right let me oh, try something I think, else. I think something happened here. How's that? No, the webcam is still small below. Okay. So if um, anybody could type something. Yeah, they, uh, the patients are saying yes, they can see you. Okay. So we'll try to do it. This is lavender. Oh, somebody oil. wants to know 
uh, what oils did you use for the MRSA in that publication? Tea tree. Tea tree oil, okay. Will they be able to see the presentation later, the recording, the video? Yeah, I'm going okay. to be recording, hopefully, the video. The last time I did this, the video was not recorded, the webcam, that I'm trying something different. Okay. So this is essential oil of lavender, and I put a little bit of my pinky here. Yeah, I'm making I'm making you larger. I think you're larger now. Hey. Okay. So as you can see, you put it here, and then you can put it inside of your nose. You can also put it outside and around your nose, and you can put it through your whole face. You can also put it in your ears. If you have an ear infection, essential oils, you don't have to put them inside the ear. You can put it outside, the front, the back, and it'll, it'll be very effective against uh, ear infections. I treated the- Hey, Victor, oh. Victor, I'm doing that. Uh, you know, I saw patients this week. This is my last week for seeing patients. And every day I was putting uh, thieves and uh, eucalyptus and tea tree oil in my nose. <laughs> Excellent. So this will kill the virus on contact. Plus, you'll be breathing through the day, and this will stay there. Alcohol doesn't do that. So <coughs> I, I don't recommend any type of gel or hand sanitizer. They're terribly expensive and ineffective and not, uh, not, efficient, not an efficient way to protect yourself. Oh, what about Vicks Vapor Rub? You know, some people oh, may not be able to get the good essential yeah. oils, but Vicks Vapor Rub has uh, camphor and uh, eucalyptus. I think tea tree too, doesn't it? And and menthol. So he has menthol, he has camphor, and I'll talk about that because they've done uh, randomized studies with uh, Vicks Vapor Rub, and this is <laughs> the next study. So you you must be a psychic because here it is. Uh, vapor Rub is right here. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm making you smaller, so we should see the screen. Okay, good. So the, there was a randomized study done with Vicks VaporUp in 138 patients, 2 to 11 years old, and the treatment group did significantly better in terms of the cough and cold symptoms. So it's good to have the VaporUp that has menthol, camphor, and eucalyptus. This is very effective to take care of cough and cold symptoms. People that don't want to use the petroleum-based oil can do a mixture of beeswax and olive oil. You will need about seven to 10 parts of olive oil to one part of beeswax, and it will form a very nice jelly, and then you mix it with 5% of menthol camphor eucalyptus, and that is a great option. But And this other brands in the market that don't contain, contain petrolatum. Anxiety disorders, I already spoke about this. I use also the oils, the same oils I use for antiviral situations, I use for pain. 150 patients we treated with pain, headaches, back pain, shoulder pain, knee pain. The oils were applied in the area of the pains with a near 80% reduction in the pain. The, the, the beauty of this is that it happens very quickly. And those oils are peppermint, birch, marjoram, sage, clary sage, lavender. And that's in the, in the painless blend that I recommend to my patients. Fever control. 
if you have somebody with fever, you can spray peppermint oil and water on the back of the neck. Five drops of peppermint per ounce of water and spray the back of the neck and you may see a rapid drop in temperature of two to five degrees Fahrenheit. This is very interesting. And it's something that you can, you can also use. Again, if you don't have this, the Vicks Vaporub is another option because menthol comes from peppermint. Hello? Yeah, I still hear you. Yeah, I'm having a problem with the computer. I may have to log out because it's just, it just froze. So let me see how I do this. I may have to log out and log in again. Hold on. If you're going to, uh, if you log out, I'll um, I'll keep the audience entertained. Okay. I'm no I'm no Victor Marcel Vega, but I'll try my best. Are you logging out, uh, Victor? Okay, while Victor is logging out, I'm going to do a commercial right now. We're bringing this webinar to you uh, free of charge, but uh, it would be greatly appreciated if you could donate uh, to our mission work. Um, the Restore Vision Foundation, 100% of the profits of the Restore Vision Foundation, which is a 501c3, goes to mission work. And you can go to imission, imission.us. That's imission.us. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. But if you do donate $100, $100 will bring vision to a completely blind person. In fact, what we will do is we will send you a picture of the person that you helped restore their lost vision. And even we'll get the okay, person to write a note to thank you. Okay, I just did a brief commercial. Okay, here I am again. Okay, so um, it looks like I have to uh, change presenters to you, back to you. Okay. We're okay now? All right. Uh, not yet, you have to click your screen. Let's that should see. do it. Yep, we're back. Okay, so let me continue with this uh, presentation. We're getting a lot of nice comments. People really love your presentation. I knew they would. Thank and, you, thank uh, you. You guys are too kind. Thank you. And I'm going to make sure that this is available. Uh, it'll be available on a podcast. And as soon as I clean up the presentation, I'll send it to um, everyone who has signed up for the webinar. Okay. So we're going to go uh, rapidly through this. And uh, 
the essential oils. Also, it has been shown to be very effective against human papillomavirus, especially tea tree. So we can use essential oils for other viruses as well. And even though we don't have information right now for corona, we can safely say that this is a, a reasonable alternative, even though it hasn't been shown, and, and it will probably be effective against this, uh, this new virus, the way that this is effective for papilloma and other viruses. Uh, also, uh, there has been data that it has, is very useful for herpes. We have been using it for herpes for more than 15 years. There's a fever blister blend that we have that contains lavender, eucalyptus, myrrh, tea tree and oregano, and is applied to the skin when the first signs of herpes appears. And it can completely eradicate the, these blisters uh, if you put it early enough within 24 hours sometimes. Randomized studies have shown that essential oil is also very good for chronic bronchitis, acute bronchitis in randomized studies, also for infections that uh, food poisoning uh, by uh, taking by mouth or applying on the abdomen. And these are sometimes viral, sometimes they are bacterial. I had five patients that had food poisoning with fevers, chills, and rapid, rapid onset of malaise, abdominal distension, and three to five drops of lavender in eight ounces of water. In those patients, their symptoms resolve within uh, 20 to 30 minutes. That was a very, uh, very dramatic improvement. Now, this was in 2014. Now, I don't see those kinds of results. What I have been observing over the years is that it, it keeps getting harder and harder to get the same positive results that we used to get six, five, 10, 20 years ago, because we have more pollution in our bodies, unfortunately. So the results may not seem to be as, as good as these results in 2014 because we are more polluted, unfortunately. We also use the peppermint for parasites in the past, also for GYN infections like trichomonas and, and uh, fungal infections of the vagina. Essential oils are being effective in eradicating these infections. Prospective randomized studies also show that loss of hair can be improved with essential oils by stimulating circulation in the scalp. And this is a very quick biblical reference. You know that uh, when Jesus was born, the three wise men gave him uh, supposedly myrrh, frankincense, and gold. Myrrh and frankincense are essential oils. So it never makes sense to me that, you know, in the Bible we have a lot of threes. Uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, the the Son, the Father, the Holy Ghost, the three wise men. So it didn't make sense that the three gifts to Jesus were two essential oils and gold. So gold didn't make sense to me. Gold was mostly what the really rich people had, like the, the emperors and the Roman soldiers. The, the usual Israelites didn't have gold in their pocket. They have silver or copper at best. So I looked into it more and Gold used to be, in the Aramaic language, uh, when they said liquid gold, they didn't refer to gold. They referred to a, a, a small pine tree that is extinct right now that came from Russia that had an, an incredible essential oil from the pine 
three needles. And uh, that's perhaps why Christmas is still celebrated with pine trees. And the essential oil of pine is incredibly useful for as an antiviral, antibacterial. So I made a, a, an essential oil blend that is called Nativity that has mere frankincense and pine needle oil. And it's very effective for uh, uh, tumors of the skin as well as infections and pain. Lavender oil is also very good for ulcers or cuts of any type of this on the skin. So you can put lavender directly on the skin. And even a child will not complain in most cases because it doesn't burn in most cases. So that's a very useful information. Ovarian cysts also can be uh, healed or taken care of with essential oils. And this is perhaps one of the most important slides that I have uh, used in my presentations because it shows the President's Cancer Panel Report. President Obama asked the Department of Health and Human Services, you can see the authors of this report down below, the National Institutes of Health and the National Cancer Institute, to write a report of what's causing cancer in the United States. And this was published in 2010. And they put it in a picture. They say, Mr. President, we, we cannot give you exact figures, but we believe that most of what's causing cancer in the United States is not genetics. Genetics accounts for 5% or less of cancers. We believe it's from the pollution to the air. And this is a, a, the actual picture of the report. Pollution of the air, the water, the food with pesticides and x-rays in hospitals. Shingles is also a, it's a, it's a virus that comes from the chicken pox coming back later in life. And uh, it's a DNA virus. It, it involves the eye. It's a medical emergency. We've been using fever blister blend directly with microcurrent, the microcurrent device that Dr. Conrad showed us how to use. And we had very good results with that in terms of improvement on pain and lesions within 24 to 48 hours, which is quite... Uh, quite uh, unique in uh, shingles because shingles can last in some people for months. So early intervention is key and it may yield a very positive result, but early intervention is a very important thing. If somebody comes a week or two later, it's not the same as if they come the same day that they have shingles or the same day that they have the herpes or any other situation. That's why early intervention with essential oils is very important. Sinus cold blend may be used as well to put in the nostrils. The sinus cold blend is a, is a decongestant where you inhale eucalyptus, pine, and peppermint and inhale it deeply and hold your breath. You may, or you may also apply it over the sinuses or may also apply a small amount inside of each nostril. This is a very good way to prevent viral infections and also to treat a sinus condition or a sinusitis once it's gotten a hold of the organ. We already mentioned some of the oils. Uh, they're relaxing, and these are some of the relaxing oils. They are mild on the skin, meaning they won't burn like lavender, elan, and pine needle. I mean an open skin. Most of the oils I use them without dilution. I use them pure on the skin, and most people will tolerate it very well. But what I mean here is open skin, lavender, elan, pine needle. 
instead of using a hand gel containing alcohol or other uh, chemicals, I recommend essential oils due to their penetration, the broad antimicrobial effect, and the long-lasting effect. When I say blend, I mean two or more oils together to achieve a more effective and rapid effect. So remember that lavender oil is very versatile. It's, it's a single oil that can help you with a lot of these things. Analgesic, antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory, decongestant can put inside the nose. But we have the infection blend that I prefer to use together with the lavender that has myrrh, tea tree, and lavender. And those together in a blend have a synergistic effect that also is very important. By the way, I didn't mention here some of the most powerful antimicrobial and antiviral oils because I don't use them because uh, the culture is not ready for them. There are garlic essential oil and onion essential oils. I used to have my infection blend used to contain just one drop of garlic oil. And people could not stand the, the smell of oil. I, I love the garlic oil. I love to eat it too. But it's so potent that you cannot keep it in a bottle. You cannot keep it inside the bottle. It will, it will definitely, it's one of the most diffusing oils. You can put it in a bottle, put saran wrap around it, put aluminum foil, put it in a, in a glass jar, close the, the glass jar, put some plastic around that, and after a few hours or days, the garlic will come out of that jar. The smell will come out and, and really permeate the house. It's just amazing. It's one of the best essential oils for infections, garlic. But most people can't stand it, so I stopped using it routinely 17 years ago in my plants. But right now, I think I'm going to get a pound of each because we're getting these infections that are really, really uh, dangerous these days. So maybe it's good to have those ready. Pine needle, also similar properties to lavender, is also very versatile. Stress blend that I already mentioned. Emotion blend, I already mentioned that. Ylang Ylang also will lower blood pressure in most people with hypertension. Now, if you're going to use Ylang Ylang, you better have rosemary with you because some people's blood pressure will go down so much that they may faint. That's a less than 5% of the population. But if the blood pressure goes down a lot, you might need to have rosemary ready. So I recommend using Puri Lang, mostly by healthcare practitioners or physicians, because that situation can happen and you have to have rosemary ready, which will increase blood pressure. So rosemary is contraindicated in pregnant females. And Ylang Ylang is also contraindicated in pregnant females because of this rise and lowering of blood pressure. Lavender is not contraindicated in pregnant females or children. So lavender can be used in pregnant females and children. Basil is also very good, especially for otitis media, together with lavender and pine needle oil. And it's also an antiviral, so it can be put on the nose, on the sinuses, and on the hands. Anise oil. And Tamiflu comes from a star anise seed. If you take a Tamiflu uh, capsule and open it and put the powder in your hand and put some water and rub it, which I have done, it smells like anise. That's where Tamiflu comes from. Tamiflu is not very effective. But anise oil, we've used as an antiviral 
for short-term usage. Do not use it for long-term usage because it has an estrogenic effect. It has an estrogen effect, remember that. But five drops orally every four hours for flu symptoms, it can improve the symptoms within the same uh, day that it's being used. It's quite amazing. So anise oil also inhale is an appetite suppressor. So I use it for people that don't want to eat as much and want to control their appetite. That can also work. But it's, an, it's a very potent antiviral and can be used orally, and it's a very sweet sm uh, smell and taste. But remember, for short amounts of time, only when you're sick, because it has an estrogenic effect. So I already mentioned the pain blend. And uh, just to recap, I think that uh, essential oils, as, you get, as you've seen here, are very effective antivirals, antimicrobials, and they can also help removing the toxins from the body, not just by direct application and preventing those toxins from sticking to the tissue that you're applying it to, and tissues that are portals of entry into the body, like the throat and nose and the ears, by having those essential oils present, it decreases the chances that an infection can take a hold in those areas by not only killing the virus or bacteria, but also by removing the toxins that make those infections perpetuate themselves. So keep that in mind, and also keep in mind that the oils will relax you and take pain away, two properties that are very important for an overall well-being. And the... Uh, uh, versatility of lavender and peppermint, if you can only get two oils, get those two. Because with those two, you can combine to deal with infections, with pain, with stress, with healing of a wound, of a cut, an infection, an open wound that needs uh, immediate sterilization. The lavender is, is awesome for that. So versatility is for those two. But if you want to get a little bit more into it, uh, which I also recommend, and I recommend that you go step by step, get the other blends uh, or get the other oils and start making your own blends, or we'll be happy to assist you with any information that you may need. My email is uh, marcialvegamd.com. I'm sorry, marcialvegamd at aol.com, marcialvegamd at aol.com. And I have here the last slide, which is uh, Cecilia, that can make the oils available to you. If, we, if you want to get other oils from other companies, please feel free to do so too. But if, if you need any assistance, we're here, we're here to assist you. And thank you very much for your attention and your, your support, because what, what we are doing is trying to get this message out to everybody that we need to promote nature in our lives because the the lack of balance and our constant pollution of the planet is what's producing all these problems that we're having so we need to understand that in order to be healthy we need to be in balance with the planet and we need to literally clean up our act the, the one of the good things that has come from this corona standstill and quarantine, uh, global quarantine is that the pollution has dropped in the planet. We're getting clean waters in Venice around the planet. I'm seeing the, the sky bluer than I've seen it in years in Puerto Rico. 
I can feel it better. I, my patients with asthma are getting better. My patients are sleeping better. I, I don't know if you're noticing the same, but this is happening globally. So we need to pay attention because the more that we promote the well-being of nature and the, the more that we protect nature and creation is the more that we're going to feel better and be healthier. So thank you very much for your attention and, and to assisting us to promote this message that is so important these days. Uh, Victor, uh, do you have uh, time for some questions? Absolutely. Good. Uh, an amazing presentation. I've heard you speak so many times, and every time I hear you talk, you're getting better. Either I'm, you're getting better or I'm paying better attention. <laughs> you're too kind. <laughs> thank you. Thank so, you, Ed. You're, 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 I, too, you're, you're a great friend. Thank you for, for helping me do this. It's, it's quite a uh, So the first question is, does it matter which eucalyptus oil that you use? There's many types of eucalyptus, but it doesn't really matter as long as you use a eucalyptus that it, that it doesn't have any synthetics. And sometimes it's hard to know about this unless you, you have trained your nose to smell when something is completely natural or has synthetics. The oils that I use have absolutely no synthetics. So that's the most important thing with oils, having no synthetics. There are different types of eucalyptus, you're right, and some people say that some are better than others for antiviral activity. <laughs> I find that it's not as crucial as the purity. That's more crucial. The same goes for lavender. Some people say that some lavenders are better for relaxation, some are better for pain. But in general, again, the purity is the, is the most important thing. Okay, um, do you believe organic is good enough for putting in the moth, or is there another designation we need to look for? That's a very good point, because <clears throat> organic doesn't measure the love that you give to the plant. I mean, really taking care of the plant with good soil, that you're relaxed when you're, you're doing it. We've already shown that if you give 10 chefs the same recipe, the chefs that are stressed out are not going to cook as well of a dish as the ones that are relaxed and happy and in a good mood. This just has been shown. It's amazing. So it's not just the mathematics of doing organic, but that's very important. But also how relaxed and the quality of life of those people that are raising that plant and producing that end product of essential oil. But the oils that I use are not certified organic, but they are raised in an, in an organic and meaningful way in terms of, uh, let me tell you how I, I got to, I've been looking for oils for 25 years. And I didn't look for organic. What I looked for, the first thing I looked for was when they clean the vats after boiling in the steam distillation process, the flowers, they clean the vats in most of these places with, with hexane, which is gasoline, because it's cheaper. They don't use ethanol. They don't use alcohol. When I found out that, I started eliminating 90% of the oils I, I was using initially. And I started getting uh, farmers that were not using hexane. Even though they were, their cost will go up, they say, we're not going to use hexane. That's garbage. We're going to use alcohol. Alcohol evaporates, and then you don't have that poison in there. I said, perfect. That's the oil I want. And then there are many steps, the pesticides that are not used in the oils that I have, and many other things 
They might not be certified by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, which is what the organic seal means, but they follow the processes and some processes that the organic label does not include, like the one I just told you about, and other processes that I've learned over the years. So when I recommend that, I put my reputation on the line because these are the ones I recommend. I recommend in pregnant females, babies, children, people that are really sick and they cannot have a, a, a polluted product. So they're not organic, but they are the quality that I uh, demand in those products. So yes, they can be uh, taken by mouth under certain conditions. And also you can use things like these, which are spray bottles. You can empty them of the whatever they have inside, put water and put two to three drops of peppermint or lavender and spray it in the nose. If you don't put, you want to put your finger in the nose and just spray it, and the peppermint and lavender will not burn you. Even children, my children use this with no problem. They don't get burned. It's, it's uh, quite pleasant. And these are some of the techniques that you can use. Even though some people used to use essential oils, this is a nebulizer where you press it here and you see the mist coming out to inhale. Even though you can use essential oils, unfortunately, this is made out of plastic. And unless you can get glass, I don't recommend it in the long run because it will dissolve your plastic. If you do it for a short-term usage, there won't be a problem. But long-term, leaving oils in this plastic will dissolve it, and, and it's not recommended. Another thing I recommend, if you're going to use a mask, this is for children. This is a mask for adults made out of cloth. This particular one is Buck Mask. It costs about $25 in the internet. Buck Mask. It's made out of cloth, so you can clean it. Put it on. It's not the filtering of the uh, of the particles that I'm concerned about and I'm looking for here. It's a surface that you have to put the oil on. You put the essential oils here, and then you inhale that throughout the day. This will protect you. Now, this will not protect you in terms of the filtering because air will come in through the sides because this is not airtight. But it will protect you if you put oils and have, it's a very comfortable way of inhaling this over a course of the day. And putting the oils here will help you protect that area of your face, which is the most common form of entry of viruses like coronavirus. There was a question about the company doTERRA. Do you have any experience with them in terms of quality? Yes, I have. I, if that's the oil you have, use it. If you're comfortable using doTERRA, please do so. I don't want to tell you not to do it. And if what you have is doTERRA, use doTERRA. And if it's working for you, by all means, that's the most meaningful thing if it's working for you. But I do not recommend doTERRA initially. Initially, I would recommend either these oils that I am using that, I, uh, that I've developed over the last 25 years, Sevesens or Young Living Essential Oils. There's a question about what is in the Fever Blister Blend. I don't think you listed the oils for that mm. particular blend. It's a myrrh, tea tree, lavender, 
Those are the main oils in that blend. And uh, just for the audience, um, uh, this is being recorded. So you will have, everyone will get a copy of the recording so you can review the slides. There's a lot of questions. Can you go back to the slide on this particular blend? You, you will get a recording uh, on all these. And I guess uh, the last question, which may be a good summary, what do you recommend uh, for folks out there for preventing the coronavirus? Uh, do you have a daily routine? What should people do? You know, there's something that, uh, there's something that I didn't mention, which if you allow me to just present two slides, Vitamin C is very important in my routine. 1,000 milligrams for an adult three times a day. Can yeah, you want to put those? You want to put those slides up? I think that would be important. Yes, I will put it up. Yeah. I did a paper on chikungunya five years ago, and this is in PubMed, which is a peer-reviewed journal, so it's uh, available internationally. We treated 56 patients in Puerto Rico during the epidemic. I mean, that was crazy. At every healthcare office, healthcare facility in Puerto Rico was overwhelmed by chikungunya. Never seen anything like that in my practice. So we treated 56 patients. And we reported on that. Here's the paper. Intravenous ascorbic acid and hydrogen peroxide in the management of patients with chikungunya. We gave them intravenous vitamin C, 25 to 50 grams of vitamin C with intravenous hydrogen peroxide. And just to give you an idea, the top... Did you combine, did you combine the vitamin C with hydrogen peroxide or were they separate IVs? <laughs> First, we gave the hydrogen peroxide or in a, in a 100 cc bag for 30 minutes, and then we follow with the intravenous vitamin C. So the whole infusion was an hour and a half, two hours. And the patients did a, told us what the pain score was. The pain score on a scale from zero to 10, zero being no pain and 10, the worst pain you ever had in your life. And they will tell us what the pain was before treatment. And these, the patients, as you can see on the top, curve, the top, the top graph, most of the patients have pain scores of 4 to 10. That's very severe pain. Immediately after the IV, it went down from 0 to 4 most patients. You see it here? I'm surrounding it with the cursor. So it went from most people having tremendous pain to most people having no pain. And after two more treatments in the following two days, 85% of the patients have no more pain which was very, <clears throat> very dramatic, considering that these patients, most of them had pain for weeks to months with no relief. So I recommend vitamin C, and also we've been in contact with Dr. Chang and Dr. Peng in Wuhan. They already are treating patients with coronavirus with intravenous vitamin C, 24 grams daily for seven days. And 
most of these patients are reversing the, the severe, uh, severe acute respiratory syndrome, the SARS, within 24 to 48 hours. So vitamin C is a very potent antiviral. If you see the references in, in my paper, there's about 47 references. There are references by Dr. Klenner, who was curing polio in the 40s and 50s consistently in children with intramuscular vitamin C. So this is not new. Vitamin C has been shown to be a potent antiviral for hepatitis A, B, and C, acute and chronic, measles, mumps, rubella, dengue, the flu, for sure, Epstein-Barr, the mononucleosis virus, chikungunya, with this paper, we showed it, herpes. We have patients with herpes that have not had a recurrence of their bouts. The herpes has gone away completely after doing uh, vitamin C. So I definitely expect the corona to be very sensitive to the vitamin C, both orally for prevention or in treatment and intravenous for treatment. <clears throat> so it's something I definitely recommend. Well, um, it was a fantastic uh, presentation. And Victor, if you could uh, actually see the response of the attendees, there's probably about 200 people giving you a standing ovation. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> it's fantastic. Time. You know, thank people you. are uh, searching for ways to improve their health and maybe reduce the occurrence of the coronavirus. But I think the material that you shared with us is just amazing. It's very simple, inexpensive. And I'm, I'm going to post, um, uh, I'll send the, the, the audience uh, your email address. Please. So if there's additional questions, you can email uh, Dr. Vega. You can also email me at info at healingthei.com. Uh, and uh, please sign up for our future presentations. Go to uh, healthyvision.us, healthyvision.us. And there you'll be able to sign up for our next presentation. I'm trying to get Jeremy Scher, who's uh, a world-class homeopath, talk about using homeopathy for the coronavirus. Uh, and so I'm here to assist you all, uh, help you with whatever I can. Many times I will talk to your physicians as well to suggest some things that they can do for you to improve your health. But anything I can do to assist all of you, I'm here for you. So, okay, thank you so much, uh, Victor. Thank you. Take care Thank and let's keep, keep in touch. Stay healthy, okay? You too. Thank you, guys, and have a good night. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. All income from HealthyVision.us supports the Restore Vision Foundation, a 501c3 that brings sight to the blind. Your $100 donation will restore the vision of a blind person. You can make a difference. Please donate by going to idonation.us. Also, you can sign up at healthyvision.us to keep up to date on all of our exciting programs.